What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 195, and we are returning to the infamous horror house. Actually, no, we're not really. Amityville. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys haven't heard before, me and Rebecca Reinhardt actually did an episode together where we did episode or parts one through three uh, together in one episode. So I'll put a link down below for you guys to check that out if you want to listen to that. It's been a little while since I talked about these. These are completely separate from the others. Four and five, right? Yes. Four and five we're going to be talking about today. It's Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes from 1989. And Amityville Curse from 1990. Yep. So uh, one of these is definitely not like the other. So you guys are going to want to <laughs> stick around for that. If you saw my post on my personal Facebook page, you and probably neither, know. And neither of them are like the others. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah, there definitely is a point in any franchise where it starts to go downhill. And yeah, you might find a few good or so bad it's good films in those mix of franchise that you get because, you know, they just, I mean, one after the other, you know, it's pretty ridiculous sometimes. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, I haven't watched the first three. Christina did. Recently, yeah. So she's going to give her order on that. Like, why don't you go ahead and just tell us which ones you like the most uh, out of the three in order? Honestly, I think they're in order. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think these are the best films ever. Really? first one, yeah. The first one? The first one scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, well, when you're a kid, but you watch it now. There's some scenes in that that remind me of uh, Lucio Fulci's uh, City of the Living Dead a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a feel that's in that. Like, the window scene with Uh the eyes Uh is like that in uh, City of the Living Dead. Anyway. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But I don't know. Like, the third one, what was that, 3D? Yeah. I I actually kind of liked that one. More than the second one? No, no. I liked the second one, too, because the second one was, like, crazy Obviously, the brother and all yeah. that like it was really cool how they the were like in shit. love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like okay, what we're talking about in the second movie, the sister and the brother. Spoiler alert: uh, right. he's infested with evil, so of course, evil does evil what evil does. Right, right, and apparently has sex with his sister. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was trying to reference it to Flowers in the Attic. I mean, if you think about it, true evil would be something like that. As as fucked up as I didn't like and enjoy watching it and how weird and uncomfortable it made me in the second one, but Right. Would you so so you like the first one? What would you give that one a score of just out of curiosity, oh, the first one? I don't one? know. Well, I I don't think any of these are above a 5. 
<laughs> oh, you're kind of uh, all right. Okay, well, you heard it here first, so it's all downhill from here, guys. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so how's your week been? What have you been doing? Anything oh, special? We finished Twilight Zone season two. Right, and what did you think? I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, they had some miss, like you know, not every season's great, ah, and they always have. I like the first one better. Did you? That's yeah, the first season was better to me, although that's the more SJW one that everybody is all upset about. Although the second one had some pretty, pretty, uh, pretty obvious ones. But I like I like kind of just trying to figure out what each episode represents. Right. Like what they're trying to say, what the the parable or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. And I don't think I don't think they have to. I don't think all the episodes represent something. I don't think there's an underlining thing. Well, for I each think one. some of them are just weird. Yeah, true. But I think, you know, I don't think they're as obligatory as we might think. You know, they might uh-huh. have a purpose. We just don't right. tune into that specific uh, thing. But I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I mean, does it, is it better than the original? No. Right. <laughs> of course not. You know? Right. <laughs> is it better than the 80s? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe didn't they do a '90s too? I don't remember. I don't remember. I know they did like is a that, couple different is ones. Is that the one with Dan Aykroyd or something? Was in the beginning of one of those '90s? No, that's the movie you're like, thinking oh, of. Oh, I'm thinking of the movie. Yeah, where he turns into a werewolf. Oh, isn't that? Funny? You want to see something really scary? <laughs> that movie wasn't that i didn't realize all the fucking shit in that movie until wasn't we it? watched that cursed film yeah that, that was fucked up yeah that was some that Dude. was a dark spot i'd never realized i mean i i knew about that but i didn't know the extent the extent of which he was like whatever right <laughs> uh, so that was kind of interesting but yeah. uh what else did we oh we got a new review up i watched uh this movie called blood vessel about vampires on a boat i keep saying it like that because it's more than that, but right. if it was just vampires on the boat, my idea would be like, oh, they're just ravaging everybody, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh-huh. It's a little bit different. There's a lot of mixed opinions on the movie online. I had someone online that was like, like, really, you gave it that score? I gave it this. And I was like, nice. I was like, that happens. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say, <laughs> yeah, dude? You, like, you do you both, want me to lie? <laughs> you both have different minds. Yeah, I'm not allowed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they meant anything by it. I'm just, I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. I was just like, yeah, balloons. Like, I just felt like <laughs> saying something completely obligatory. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, if you guys want to check that out, please do support that page. I'm trying to hit like 2000 by the end of the year. You're almost there. Yeah, we're at like almost, well, I think we're at 1400 subscribers. So 1400. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we can reach it by, you know, the end of the year. I'll try. I'm going to try. You'll do it. Yeah, we're going to do it together. You, us, them, listeners. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys, so we picked one of the movies that we're going to be talking about for the shot, as always, for our horror shots. Now, we didn't make them for us to take today, uh, but we are going to take it. We still need to pick up one of the ingredients. So, But we're calling this one an apple lampshade. And that is based off the movie Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes, which is part four. Now, why did we pick that? Why did we pick this title? And, well, should I say the ingredients well, first? You should say the ingredients. Okay. Well, no, it's no. a really simple shot, guys. Like, all you have to do is basically turn out the lights after you mix the ingredients. You want to <laughs> see what you're doing, obviously. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to mix half brandy, half apple pucker into a shot. And then it's done. 
All you got to do is put a lampshade on your head and punch your sister, and that's a fucking apple lampshade. I don't know. Fuck you. No, you're supposed to take it with the lights off, and then you turn it back on, and then evil invades your house. Because you're drunk, and you probably did some bad things in your life, and you're now paying for it with all the sins that you've made. And uh, Amityville. <laughs> blah 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 no, but it's a really simple shot and i'm sure it tastes fine it tastes pretty good we just didn't have it right here because we don't have the, the we don't have the pucker the pucker yeah so well we will i'm this time this week <laughs> i know we haven't been taking the shots on the thing now that everybody's like waiting for it or anything but i'm sure i'm sure somebody noticed you know but we'll definitely try to take the shot for this thursday or friday i think it's friday we usually yeah, do probably friday but uh, yeah, if you guys would like to try an apple lampshade, all you got to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes from 1989 and The Amityville Curse from 1999. Right now. Also, by the way, guys, if you notice, I'm a little stuffed up right now. My allergies are fucked up. I'm not COVID positive for anything. (laughs) I'm not dying, okay? Anyway, so we're going to kick it off with the first movie, which Christina has all the information on. Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes from 1989. Part four. Part four. Well, you don't have to say I'm just saying it. The D... The demonic forces in the haunted Long Island house escape through a mystical lamp which finds its way to a remote California mansion where the evil manipulates a little girl by manifesting itself in the form of her dead father. Scary. (laughs) This is like the longest sentence of my fucking life. I've never been so scared of lamps (laughs) in my life. The tagline for this movie is, from the creators of the original Amityville comes the most terrifying chapter. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, The writer and the director, Mm -hmm. or one of the writers and the main director, is Sander Stern. He also goes by Sandy, I noticed in the extras. And he was a writer on the original Amityville from the 1979. The screenplay, yeah. Right. And then he's done a ton of uh, TV movies and ton of TV shows. Right. Um, another writer on this film is John J. Nope, John Jingleheimer G. Schmitz. John G. Jones. His oh. name is my name too. I mean, never mind. I don't understand. <laughs> she doesn't even know what I'm talking I about. I have no idea. All right. Um, there is a novel in development called Amityville Legacy 3D oh, that wow. he wrote that says it's in development. Um, he also did uh, Amityville 1992, It's About Time, mm-hmm. and The Darkness from 1995. Huh. Okay, there's a lot Is of- that the Anna Paquin movie? I have no idea. It's called The Darkness? The Darkness from 1995. Yeah, it probably is. Hmm, okay. That's a weird movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's, it's pretty- It's all right. It's actually pretty good. Okay. 
Well, this movie stars Patty Duke, who plays Nancy. She was in Valley of the Dolls. I think that's what she's most known for. Mm-hmm. And um, The Miracle Worker. Jane Wyatt, who plays Alice, the grandmother. She's best known for her role in Father's Knows Best. Have you ever seen that show from 1950? I remember in the name. I don't know about yeah, the... Yeah, I, I don't remember. And was, didn't Patty Duke have a show, too? I didn't see one. The Patty Duke show? Was it, Was that a different Patty Duke? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let I me look. I don't remember seeing it. I don't even remember. There, there was a show called The Patty Duke Show from 1963 uh, to 66, but it, and it is the same one. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. okay. I missed it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's where she's mostly known for, actually. Oh, I was thinking Valley of the Dolls. Apparently, she was like the little girl, I guess. Patty Lane. I don't know. Uh, Jane Wyatt, who plays Alice, the grandmother, uh, she was best known for a role in Father's Knows Best. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in La- Lost Horizon from 1937. She was in Star Trek Four, and she, of course, was in a ton of 80s TV movies. She died at the age of 96, and she was in her late 70s, when early 80s, when she made this movie. Huh, okay. It's crazy. She looked good for her age in this movie. Okay, Frederick Lane, who plays Father Kibler. Oh, like the elf. <laughs> no, that's Kibler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, he was in Ordinary People from 1980. He was also a regular on the Dallas show from the 80s. I mean, he was also Men in Black, Dark Knight Rises, and he most recently it was in Westworld, the HBO show. Mm-hmm. Lou Hancock, who plays Peggy, the housekeeper, she was Henrietta from Evil Dead 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's in my fruit cellar! <laughs> <laughs> she was also in one of our favorite that movies. wasn't her voice though i don't think <laughs> <laughs> she was also in one of our movie favorite movies miracle mile yeah she played lucy she was the mom yeah the grandma yeah she was also a regular on walk texas ranger uh, okay uh brandy gold who plays jessica the little sister mm-hmm. uh, she was a child actor and this was her last movie she was also in that V TV show, you know, the one with the aliens. Yeah. And she was on Days of Our Lives, but she went on to be a talent agent in Hollywood. It's always weird saying this, but she wasn't all that particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a kid. She, I know. I feel bad <laughs> saying that, right? But like, she really wasn't. <laughs> she had the look that I, she had the look. What kind of world going on to do? Oh. <laughs> She's got the look. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Zoe Trilling, who plays Amanda, she was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Dr. Giggles, Night Terrors, Hellbound, Night of the Demons 2, and Leprechaun 3. This one likes to be in sequels. Yeah, I think I remember her from uh, Night of the Demons. That's what I was like. Uh, She looks so familiar. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's because she had different colored hair. Right, right. And then finally, we have Aaron Eisenberg, who plays Brian, the brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was his first movie, but he has gone on to do a lot of Star Trek. A lot of Star yeah. Trek. Like He was Nog. Yeah. Car. D- Deep Space Nine. He was in Renegades. He's yeah. been on Star Trek Online, all this other stuff. He was also in Puppet Master 3. Mm-hmm. And he was in a couple Tales from the Crypt episodes. I remember him being kind of a big deal back in the day. Yeah? Yeah. Like, uh, like I would always see him in movies and stuff, anyway. Oh, nice. He was in the horror show, too. Oh, he was. He House was. 3? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, how did you like Amityville Horror, The Evil's Escapes? Oh, man. Well, whew, this was... The Lampy Lamp. That was a movie. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> it was a movie. 
<laughs> no, it, it, it's obviously the more schlock and S big, so bad it's good category Amityville. Small budget, not so good acting, ridiculous, laughable scenes, zero atmosphere, straight to video, uh, pretty much TV movie. But mm-hmm. I think it's better than 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 that. You know, when I, I may be saying a lot of negative things, but it's just a lot of fun to laugh at. You know, which is odd because the director is the guy who wrote the screenplay for the original movie, mm-hmm. which you would think, wow, he's bringing in royalty here for this one. But uh, it, it, it is nice to see a few familiar faces in horror, like Lou Hancock from Evil Dead 2, which, by the way, I, I didn't realize she was so fucking tall. <laughs> She's ginormously uh-huh. tall, like uh-huh. in this movie. And I guess maybe it's just the other actors are smaller. Gonna, maybe I was going to say the other actors look short. That or, may be why. I mean, yeah. She was like yeah. towering over everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I anyways, I had a lot of laughs on this one. One scene in particular that was just like, I just couldn't stop laughing because it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, God, it was so great, though, because of that. <laughs> like, I just thought it was funny. Uh-huh. But this one's just odd. There's not many bloody deaths to swoon at. There's no gore, really. A little bit of blood. But if you like the first two or three, it's it's a bit different. It's played serious, but you you can't take it seriously whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's weird too because these aren't bad actors. I think they just weren't their best takes. Right. Also, the other idea that the evil escapes is kind of a controversial idea to take it out of the notorious house. I mean, that's the best thing about Amityville, is it not? <laughs> is the fucking house? Right. It. It's the fran- It's the franchise. It's what it's about. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm not even sure if they just felt like the franchise was tapped out at this point or what, because I thought that was a pretty terrible idea. It's a great idea for a bad movie, mm-hmm. but it's a terrible idea for a good one. <laughs> What were you going to say? At least the house was in the movie. Yeah. Was it? Yes, it was in the beginning. And they also, when the Oh, that's right. No, but it wasn't the house, though. It's a fake house. Yeah, but I mean, the lore is there. Like, you know, like, oh, that's the Amityville house. If you see a house like that with the windows, you know what house that is. Well, if you've been in that house before, I mean, mean, there's been different changes and stuff. But, you know, the one that they shot in the original is pretty notorious for, like, different parts of the house. The one they shot in in this one, it was just so lame. It was like, oh, it's a house. Like, you know, one of those, you know, cookie cutter homes. No one will know the difference. Yeah, it's, it's a house. It's scary. They got priests coming in there's obviously the amityville house (laughs) anyway (laughs) i don't know what they were thinking with the fucking lamp idea but the music in this one is eh, eh, whatever it's very tv movie very typical like not very good at all it it didn't exactly help to bring any of the feels in this fucking (laughs) so bad it's good film the end of course is uh even more silly (laughs) still i think this one has a lot of charm to it and we really did enjoy watching it together. We did. I'd probably give this one a 6.5 on the S big scale for entertainment only. If it had gore, it'd probably be higher. Uh-huh. Like if they had a lot of gore in this one, I'd probably like it at like an 8 or something mm-hmm. like that. Just for laughs and like silliness. But if you want scares from this movie, you're definitely going to want to stand clear of this because this is it's void of that in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's still an entertaining watch. As it kind of folds and falls apart on itself. (laughs) So it's not going to scare you in any way. Just go for the lulls and you'll be fine. 
Uh, it is also available on Tubi TV for free, by the way. So if you're curious and you want to check it out, I'd highly recommend checking it out on Tubi. And for those new listeners out there, S big means so bad it's good. And I have a different scaling that I give to those movies for entertainment value only and laughs. Like, how do you rate Troll 2 to be anything but a, a, a like a number two on a movie scale of all movies? <laughs> so right. I have the S big scales, what I call it, and I give it a 6.5 for that reason. So what do you think, Christina? What about you? Okay, so I'm not going to do the S big scale because I, I didn't go in with those expectations. Right. Because I had just watched the previous three. And yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but anyway so she um, hated it at first i thought okay i kind of hated it at first when we first started watching it i i thought it was absolutely ridiculous i was getting really pissed off because i didn't understand why it wasn't in the house i don't understand what the fuck they were doing i don't understand who all these people are because it's like there's this lamp and it, there's these priests right there's these priests and and then there's a yard sale and then this chick buys the thing and then she says it to her sister and then there's this this family moving into the sisters who's it is a little me. confusing like, oh my god there's so much fucking going on i can't i don't understand and also i think you're it, all valid points as to why most people might not like this one right but right if you're into those kind of bad films then you know exactly and i had to, but was wasn't this like your second or third oh i've seen it a bunch of, i see i think yeah. i saw it on cinemax the first time yeah, i watched so I'm it sure, like if if you did force me to watch this again i'd probably enjoy it a little bit more because i didn't even realize you you kept mentioning the lamp you're like oh you're gonna get a kick out of this lamp and i'm like what the fuck is he talking about a lamp and then i'm <laughs> like oh my god and that lamp was hideous i i want to know like where they came up with the concept they didn't talk about it that is so weird because, i was hoping for it, yeah yeah because it was like a tree you know it was like a tree with a head and arms so and I think we were talking about making references to like Jesus's cross, or something. right? Yeah, like <laughs> limp dick Jesus cross. <laughs> That's where we should have got the With... shot. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> oh, sacrilegion. Anyway, I think um, so. To mention the acting on your point, I think the adults, like they, they are good actors. We know they're good actors, but the, the everyone who was under eighteen years old, I don't think they were that good of actors no at all and i didn't i didn't they were sufficient yeah they were just there they were just average and (laughs) kid like and like i said there was just too much going on it's like what are they trying to do with this movie they have priests they have a possessed child they have this possessed lamp like what the fuck else did i write down here uh oh the kids moving in it was like all this stuff all this stuff and it just i gave it a a three out of ten because it just annoyed me but i mean you're right there are funny parts and we're gonna go over them but it just i I, i'll be fine if i never see this one again maybe maybe my scale is like if you half it (laughs) that's what the average is for the movie (laughs) Uh uh-huh do you know what i mean like yeah but 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 it's some some of these films man they're just so fucking entertainment i really actively look for them like so bad it's good has become one of my favorite like like hobbies of it's like it's like a sidecar hobby Uh of like the hobby of horror movies which really isn't a hobby if you ask me this is also why we get movies at the dollar store right because you know what i mean this is a way of life okay (laughs) (laughs) this isn't a costume christina (laughs) (laughs) so 
I know what movie that's I mean, we from. Spend, <laughs> we spend a lot of money on movies. And time, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, that's it, it is pretty much a big deal. It you is, know it I mean? is. Don't you ever. Ever. What? I wasn't. Not in the Lord's House of Horror. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going with that. I'm just saying, like, this is like our, our special s- sacred place. Yeah, sacred place. Yeah, we're right by the movies. You're fucking putting them down right now. No, I'm just uh, wait, kidding. how was I putting them down? I'm, I'm totally kidding. How was I'm I just, putting them down? I'm exaggerating, okay? I was just saying, like, this is why we, we get the cheap movies, because usually there's gems in there. Oh, yeah, sometimes. And so, I don't know what it is, but it, for me, it's like always 80s and 90s that I like the most. Oh, you said you like 90s? Well, I mean, you're, uh, you're when it comes getting... to So Bad It's Good, there's a few right. that dip into the early 90s that Oh, I see. Like that this work. one. Okay, yeah. like this next one. That up. fit the bill. Anyway, I know I mentioned the name. You probably, you guys are probably already making fucking shot games out of every fucking time I say fucking so bad it's good. And I know it's an overused word, but fuck you. <laughs> uh, too bad it's good. How about that? No, it's kidding. <laughs> or, or awfully good. That's another one. Or terribly good. Uh yeah. Anyway, so we do have some trivia and I would love to hear what you guys think of that movie if you've seen it before or if you intend to watch it in the comment section down below. So let us know what you think about this movie. It is one that 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 saved the week, in my opinion, because the next one we're going to talk about may have a little bit of a different picture. Uh, hint, hint. <laughs> but uh, if you don't want anything spoiled. We are going to talk about some of the trivia and some of our scenes and things like that. So here is your warning. So this was a TV movie first for NBC, and it became kind of like a straight-to-video movie right away. Like I said, I saw it on Cinemax, and I remember seeing it on Cinemax. What's with them doing TV movies of fran- like franchise films? Because Be- they did that with Omen. Because they, they feel that back in the day, the way it was is that you would try to pg everything up so that the the mass population would buy into it or watch it right because the name sells enough that it pushes through the mainstream to Mm -hmm. the mainstream Mm -hmm. and then people can enjoy it you know but these movies ended up being horrible and most tv movie horror movies were pretty bad back in the day yeah because you couldn't have gore or anything in it right like it and they didn't know how to do the ambiance thing some of them are good like some of the stephen king ones were enjoyable to a degree but you know it's just one of those things okay now we get the fucking glory of fucking TV shows being rated R if they right. want. And I love that. See, and I remember when they first started doing the rating system for TV and everyone was just like, oh, it's horrible, blah, blah, And I, I'm like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? We can watch MA, mature. Like, yeah. like they can go, like, they can push it far. They really pushed it far See, with the a, fucking Walking a, Dead because, yeah. like, they slammed that guy in the head with a fucking baseball bat right. and everybody was fucking appalled by it. Like, it was just too dark dark and right, i'm like it's really rated MA. <laughs> i'm like dude they've been cutting zombie heads off for like all the time yeah. well yeah it's different though that was a living was a being living person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember that anyway back to uh amityville horror the evil escapes some of the trivia on that um sander steven or who is sandy the director said that they actually bought a book in order to use this story because the original script he thought was not very scary mm-hmm Ironically, it was not really scary. <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> I know, yeah. 
So it's no offense, Sandy. I'm sorry. Uh, but they uh, apparently it was called something else, but they couldn't he couldn't recall what it was supposed to be. But it was a book by John G. Jones that was a collection of short stories, one that was never adapted to film and a new story that was made out of it. So they kind of no, took elements from it sense. to make this. Right. I guess. I don't know. It's it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. The house that they shot at was in Santa Clarita. The outside that they show of the house. Oh, the front of the house? Is different than the interior shots. Mm-hmm. In fact, the house in the very beginning of the movie, what you were talking about, they had to build a facade over the front of it to try to make it look like Amityville in some regard. Uh-huh. So they built a fake front for it. See, that's a good... Well, they have to because you can't... You know that... Everybody knows that house. Right. Yeah, you have some pretty characteristic, like, eyes glowing at the top, you know, like, those are the, really important yeah, things. Yeah, the triangular win- windows. But in no point in time in either of these movies did I ever once feel like it was Amityville. <laughs> like, well, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Well, they're barely there. The house that they use where they move to Santa Clara, where they go to California with the lamp, is the exterior shots that they use for the whole movie. And... They were allowed to shoot out front her of this woman's house, old woman's house and have the actors enter and exit it for the shots that they needed. But they were never allowed to film inside. There was a funny story on this that before they even got that house, they the the director tried talking to the older woman who was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. I'm never going to do it again. And he was like, again, you know, she's like, yeah, Uh, some producer came out here and I told him I didn't want them ruining my rose bushes. You know, because I take care of him. And he, he was like, yeah, they were really well pruned and like everything. Uh-huh. And they trampled on my rose bushes and I'll never let him again. And he was like, well, who was the, the, the producer? And she was like, oh, it's Barry Bernardi, which is the producer <laughs> of this film. So coincidentally, he was reusing that house. Because he, he like, he knew that house and he knew that house would right. break. So, and so the director's wife went in and found this out too and talked to her about letting them film there. Mm-hmm. And they didn't let her know, the woman know that he was the <laughs> producer on this film. So they uh-huh. banned him from the set of those shots <laughs> so, so that she wouldn't, yeah, so she wouldn't get mad. I, I thought wonder, that was funny. I wonder what she did when, like, she found out. Well, I wonder if her uh, rose she probably never did. got fucked up. Well, he said that he liked them and they took good care of them when oh, okay. they were there. So okay. him and his wife, because his wife was also a set designer or something, or, oh, like, so uh, she, she was part of it. She probably knew, like, how important those her house was to Right, and, and he had a lot of his family work. His son's in the movie. His son worked on the editing. Mm-hmm. His other son. Uh, also, Tom Richmond, the cinematographer for this movie, he did the movie Hard Rock Zombies and Chopping Mall. He said that he felt mm-hmm. like he lost how to do anything on this movie because he just didn't know what he was doing. It was oh, his first wasn't. big time TV movie. Oh. And he'd only filmed like movie movies. So uh-huh. he didn't really know what he was doing. And so a lot of the, the director and other people took care of the, the regular cinematography shots with the lighting and shit, which oh. if you watch the movie, you can tell it's 
very lightly, like very brightly lit. Oh, yeah. Remember, I even mentioned Yeah, it. I remember you mentioned the house because you're like, oh, that house is on a set. Look how well it's lit. <laughs> well, I didn't say how well it was. I said it's too lit. Oh. Yeah, like I, I thought it was terrible. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was making the house stand, stand out at night. No, the, the lighting was kind of bad on it, to be honest with you. And he <laughs> even said it, too. He was like, you could, he was very, very straightforward about all of this. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that there was a lot of really bad bright lighting for a horror movie, which he said there was no one to argue with him about anything or tell him if it was too much or too little. He had no one to answer to. Oh, that's weird. So, but he said he also had to work twice the speed of any other movie that he'd ever worked on. Oh, because of the budget. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because they said that it was about less than two million for the budget. But yeah, I don't know. It's pretty honest with That's him. He was pretty honest, and and I've I've seen him. I've seen him in, in some other extras. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. recently of a movie that we watched, and I can't remember which one it was. It might have been the 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 train night train to terror dance with me. Yeah. Dance oh, with me. A, I remember. I remember. <laughs> Everybody's got something to do. Everybody but you. <laughs> All right, sorry guys. Anyway, we got some scenes to talk about. There was a gaggle of priests in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I remember. Going they they entered the, the accursed home, mm-hmm. ready for some serious showdown with evil. <laughs> they got haunted kitchens, chairs, <laughs> lamps. Oh, my. <laughs> Regular old Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's like what we did in the third yeah. one through three. Yeah, it really does. When the windows go up and down and the door starts slamming like that, yeah. like too many, like it's very poltergeisty. Like right. it is seems a little hokey, it's, right? Yes, it does. Um, Trying to scare you. Oh, the walls were bleeding. The kitchen started on fire. That. Yeah, I wrote it down. Oh, I do remember the fires in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why I said haunted kitchen because like it's just ridiculous. It's like, no, don't, don't. Ho-. It's like it's getting pinned down by good. <laughs> like the priest got in a fucking <laughs> Corner. wrestling move or some fucking shit, you know. But yeah, one of the youngest priests, he gets fucking thrown against the wall by this ugly lamp that gets sold at the Amityville Horror Estate Sale of Doom. <laughs> I would totally go to that yard sale. Sometimes I go to estate sales just to see if I could find that one weird object that is calling to me, just so I could see if it's haunted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they did that in that movie with the the Dybbuk box too, where they go to the estate sale and then they buy the Dybbuk box. Oh, but didn't they not know what it was? Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, that's, okay. that's how it always no, starts. I was saying I want to know what it is because that's why I'm going to buy it. Well, this old woman buys it and she cuts her finger on it, which, of course, later on, her finger's all fucked up. <laughs> it looks like a Jimmy Dean sausage. <laughs> That's what I kept saying. You were. It was disgusting. I was like, show me that, just show me that sausage, bitch. <laughs> she figured herself so hard. Uh, <laughs> Christina. That's fucking gross. And you say I'm too much. You're too much. It's a too much. Jesus Christ. Disgusting. Got too much pancake syrup on her sausage. (laughs) Well, she sends it to her sister as one of her silly jokes between the two of them, but the jokes on Jimmy Dean, she's possessed. (laughs) Her little finger kills her pretty much in one of the worst deaths in the whole fucking movie. I've ever seen like oh, really? ah, ah. oh my god her death scene yeah it's pretty I mean, bad yeah it was pretty bad she was just like she took a deep breath and she was just like and then she just laid there I'm like what just happened yeah 
I think she uh, she farted so hard she passed out. Well, she had that plastic tent around her head, so maybe she, she huffed was, it. She was like quarantined because they're like she has tentinitis. The, the fart came up yeah. her, <laughs> and, and her. got trapped in the in the plastic shell. <laughs> 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 anyway, what were you going to say? I don't remember. It's the lamp. What did you say? The lamp shows up at the sister's house. Yeah. Mom and her two children move into old Dancock, California, into their grandmother's house, who's the sister of the woman who got her finger cut. And then the lamp starts doing weird shit. Well, the family is moving there because the father died and she can't take care of the kids. So they have to stay there and sort of like until they can get back on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um. And then all, of course, you know, that's when all the weird shit starts happening in the house. Like the mom sees the dead husband, the the, the child daughter sees him too. And uh, the mom burns her hand on the kettle for some reason. And someone put the fucking bird parakeet <laughs> in, the toaster. In, the, in the toaster oven. Like, <laughs> God damn. Uh, Fuck it- you, lamp. All within like two days, all this stuff is happening. That's because this lamp is evil <laughs> so stupid so stupid I, I, I don't know how the parakeet got in there because like they had this like you know when they when they put the thing over the top of the birds to, so that they can sleep right so that the sunshine doesn't wake them up and they start tweeting too too, too right. much how the fuck did it get out they're like oh it must have gotten out like oh yeah it climbed out through the yeah. door oh, uh, down no well, no. she was saying, oh, I must have left the door open. But the cover was on it, you dumb bitch. Maybe it was like, a dog before and they just rode in a parakeet because they were like, we can't fit it in the easy oven. <laughs> we can't. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. You don't fuck with It's dogs almost like kind of like, like the, the parakeet kind of reminds me of poltergeist, too. For Does it? I don't remember. You know? Was it a parakeet? I don't know. I don't remember. We should watch that again. Poltergeist? Oh, yeah. Um, then the uh, young priest who got wall fucked by the lamp. He, he's up and he's pressing to make sure that nobody has that lamp. Oh, so now there's he's in like investigation mode, which right. is another point like thing which in the movie. Which is way too much in this movie. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I got to find the lady. Why isn't she picking up her phone? She's in the hospital. Oh, yeah, it's like the these hospital? 10 minutes. Oh, the neighbor. I ran into the neighbor. Oh, Jesus Christ. 10 minute segments of him trying to figure out whether or not he should go to the house. Like, what the fuck? Just go. Right. <laughs> but, the, but he... Uh, you know, obviously the lamp was sold at the estate sale to the to the woman, so they have to track her down, and then they find out she's dead, and then they find out that she sent the lamp to somebody else, her sister. And they're not picking up the phone, and they're not getting the telegrams. Well, no, they couldn't pick up the phone because of evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but the the young boy son of the mom is downstairs messing around with the cat and I'm like they show a shot of this chainsaw and I was like oh this is gonna get messy like I, I was really excited for that to happen and then Christina's like I'm done She's. I remember you're like I'm done I'm done and I was like just wait just hold on because the cat wasn't the cat down there too yeah he was holding it and then he put it next to the chainsaw the chainsaw he's like oh look at this chainsaw and then the chainsaw he picks up the chainsaw and it starts going off by itself and then everything's going batshit crazy in the basement right batshit fucking crazy and well, the no. guy's acting is like ridiculous because he's like oh, oh, oh i can't what do i do well this was like one of my favorite parts too because you might think that you know the cat was going to get shredded by the chainsaw but this this is 
what happened made me fucking laugh my ass off for like a minute straight like while this whole fucking thing was happening and even after actually because uh-huh. it's like this really long scene but the the chainsaw basically comes to life on its own he did he's pretending to use it on the table to be like in a curious kid that's like you know yes i'm shooting a gun he, he's like making noises for the chainsaw and then all of a sudden it just starts up and, then, and it's really funny because like it starts wrecking everything and like you can see they have these these cutaway shots to behind his head and it's a it's like another person totally like another guy like a shorter guy older man with the same haircut chainsawing the shells and wrecking everything and then the maid peggy aka henrietta and grandma come running down and think she's doing it on purpose which is even more funny and the chainsaw tries to kill granny and old henrietta says someone's in my fruit cellar (laughs) (laughs) not really but might as well but she blocks the like peggy lady who play who's henrietta and evil did Two blocks the chainsaw with a crowbar by standing in front of it as it's about to slash grandma and <laughs> it brings it to a stop and they're all yelling at the kid like why were you doing that you're out of control <laughs> because they make it very clear early on that the kids are making it a strain on grandma and her personal lifestyle and her being alone in a huge mansion right all the time yeah it's it's the opposite of what it normally is which is like where families like ship their their grandmas off to like nursing homes yeah to get covid or something like that but <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, i'm just trying to hold back the laughter yeah i, I know I it's like, inappropriate <laughs> Um, but the but but the the priest that found the woman who sent the lamp to her sister, she dies of uh, tetanus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they they said. Uh, he's like, I've never seen a case like this before. The doctor. <laughs> he said it just like that. That was good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember. Uh, one the, one of the other great scenes was when the handyman kid stops by the house to pick up the demonic tea kettle, the chainsaw, and uh, move the lamp into the attic because they've figured out that maybe the appliances have gone bad, so they're trying to get rid of them or fix them because right. you know that's how you you fix demons. Yeah, you know it's all the appliances' fault. Right, definitely because it's not, re- it's not the father that the little girl sees and she's in bed with a fever and. <laughs> being crazy and and there's you know there's the younger daughter the older daughter and the son who come with their mom to grandma's house Mm -hmm. the older daughter is keeps giving this this handyman kid the like bashful playful eyes and and she's like in the kitchen like cutting up something and she turns on the the dispenser and it stops the garbage disposal and she's all reaching in there after turning it off and he's like hey don't you know you don't stick your hand in there you have to secure the switch before (laughs) with a piece of tape before you do that not just that but do you ever have you ever put your hand in a fucking garbage disposal i have you have i live dangerously you are fucking nuts i never that's why you dated me (laughs) (laughs) i always use a spoon or something i never i've watched too many horror movies like you don't put your fucking hand in a garbage disposal. i know but you know whatever people she had it in there but supposedly you're not supposed to stick your hand in a dish in a disposal period but right so 
she the the funny thing I loved about this scene is, is that he's like, here, I'll do it. And he secures it with a piece of tape, plucks it up, and then sticks his hand in, which you're not supposed to do. Like, and nobody has a secure piece of tape. I mean, I guess it makes sense. She's like, so what's there to do around town here? And he's like, bowling. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess he's not bowling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It chews up his fucking hand <laughs> and he screams and it's all spraying her face. <laughs> Which that kid was the director's son. Oh, really? And the blood was not in the TV version of the film, of course, as this was to be a TV movie. But, of course, oh. we got the blood version in this cut of the Vinegar Syndrome release. Oh, nice. So... That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's cool that they actually did that footage of the blood. Right. They they, they didn't know who did it. Really? The director said he didn't know who did the shot. So somebody else did it afterwards or whatever to add in the blood or whatever. That's weird. Right. He lives, of course, in the story, and they just don't understand why their appliances have gone maximum overdrive on all of them, apparently. Mm -hmm. They still suspect the, the appliances, but... The young daughter, Jessie, is up in the attic talking to the lamp, and she's like, look, Mommy, it's Daddy. <laughs> like, that's an ugly fucking Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Did you plug your dad in? Because he doesn't seem too smart. He seems a little dim. <laughs> oh, there I'm you stop, go. I'll stop. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Jesus Christ. It's pretty funny, though. No, it's not. Potafona. <laughs> the mom basically drags her out and is is like... She slapped by the little girl, and I was like, damn. Like, she slapped her hard. She did. I would have thrown her down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I would have busted out that What are you doing? You should have busted out the chainsaw. I would not throw a child down the stairs. Calm down, everyone. Um, this is not the climate, Alex, to be making jokes like that. <laughs> Um, but they decide to to lock the attic door because shit's getting too weird and they, they suspect it's to be the lamp, but it's not really until the end that they really fucking unleash when their shit hits the fan. Yeah, shit hits the lamp. The lamp fan. <laughs> There's this weird scene where the older daughter is like brushing her teeth and, and, and her teeth are black. So they call a plumber who goes down to the basement to check the pipes <laughs> and evil traps him under a board. And then a hand spits out one of the pipes and and, and then just black shit all over his face. So, so was that hand supposed to be that uh, that repairman's yes. hand? But it went through the garbage disposal. I'm so There confused. was one finger missing, I noticed, but the oh, rest, it, it looked like an intact full hand. Yeah, it's like, like really all the way down to the fucking wrist. <laughs> like he wasn't leaning on it like. It would have probably mashed his fingers, but not taking his whole oh, hand. His whole hand and one chunk. Like I thought that was funny. That was funny. He dies from the evil black shit that spills on his face. And then the evil <laughs> is so powerful that he can drive the fucking work van away down the street and wherever it's By going. Itself to make it look like the plumber left. Probably went to go get lunch, you know. <laughs> Because the house was pretty quiet after that. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go on down to fucking Wendy's or something. Get some sandwiches. Uh <laughs> and then Peggy takes makes lunch for Jessica because Jessica's sick in bed, right? Well, they call her Jessie or Jessica, but yeah. Whatever. And then uh, then Peggy gets alert. Or wait. No, she walked into Peggy's room and it was like trashed. It was yeah. like crayon drawings all over the wall and everything it just looked like somebody like ransacked it right 
And then Peggy gets lured up to the attic where the right. Mr. Lamp is. Where she gets it on with the lamp and gets autoerotic asphyxiation with the oh, lamp. <laughs> well, auto, maybe it's bi-erotic. Bi- I don't know. Yeah, because like if they're playing together. She was strangled. The lamp strangled her. Right. With its cord. But then they say died. that it like she died of a heart attack, not the cord. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you see the marks around the neck of a dead person? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, strangled her with non-science. It's these fucking cops. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all they're right. They're not doing their goddamn job. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just trying to like. All get... right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's always got to add in one of those little things in there. She's she really loves that. Uh, the young priest finally shows up, and Jesse, the little girl, seems like she's in on it with the lamp. Like, she knows what's going on. She's sort of semi-possessed. Even though she's, like, the worst possessed child I've ever seen. Ever. Even worse possessed than that Alice movie we watched. I I, I feel bad saying this, but she was a shit actor. And, like, you could tell, like, she's a child. So it's like, I don't know. She's not a good child actor. Right. You're like that American Idol guy. There was this scene where she looks at her mom or her sister and smiles and then looks up. And it's like, yeah, that was really ineffective. Right. But it was, you know, it's kind of a wink and a nod that something's up. But they, they, they basically find Jesse or Jessica is alone drawing murder pictures with her crayons. And they're like, why would you draw a thing like that? And she's like, because I like it. <laughs> she's like, where's Peggy? She went home. And then they realize that she's full of shit and being and they're being lied to. And they're all like, who told you she went home? She's like, daddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what she says. And she's like, oh, the mom said. That yeah, again. I was like, that was so bad. Then the son so finds bad. Peggy in the attic dead, apparently from the heart attack. You know, that's when the, the mom um decides that she's going to meet up with the priest because the priest has been trying to call he sent a telegram that got thwarted by the evil because it's so powerful it just (laughs) slid it behind the couch next to the banister Mm -hmm. and then he put a note in the mailbox so they apparently didn't have enough power to to check the mailbox Mm -hmm. um so she meets the young priest at a bar where he tells her everything and then they head back and while the oldest daughter she gets hit in the head and Jesse runs into the attic and is locked in. So the priest breaks in with an axe to fight a fucking lamp. (laughs) (laughs) It's a seriously evil fucking lamp, guys. So just understand, okay? But the little girl's all floating around with a knife. (laughs) She's like, don't hurt my daddy. (laughs) That's funny. And she stabs mom, right? Right. Doesn't she stab her? Yeah. And then the cord like turns into a snake and like wraps around the priest's arm and knocks him down to the floor. And grandma's like, fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) The one that didn't care about the family suddenly cares about the family and and then fucking chucks it out the fucking window. And and then um, the mom cuts the cord on the window because it's wrapped around the wrist of the fucking priest. And he's out. You're like, oh, no, he's going to go out the window, too. I'm like, please, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think that lamp's heavy enough to drag him out the window. Right. Well, I mean, it was e- it was evil lamp. It wasn't just a lamp. Right. That's true. It's a magical lamp. It's magical. Um, you see the, the lamp fly out the window. 
into, into the ocean. Yeah, it was like the rocks. Yeah. By the ocean. It's it's like this ha- fake house that they built on a hill, by the way, in a trailer park that was overlooking the water. Uh-huh. That they, they threw uh-huh. that out of. Uh-huh. So there was never a house there. I was wondering why that that house was so close. It was like on the edge. I was like, they wouldn't have built that house yeah. for real, like right there on the edge. Yeah, it just made it look like it, you know? Yeah. It works. It's funny, too, because when, when you see the lamp bust on the ground, then the little girl is like, I had a bad dream, mommy. <laughs> I'm, I was like, bitch, you fucking did a lot more than that. <laughs> you fucking stabbed mommy, broke your sister's head, fucking, you know, killed the fucking maid. Like, <laughs> anyway, but at the very end, they show the cat all around the broken lamp bits and its eyes glow red. Like, I wonder if they thought someone was going to use this story for canon as, like, the later sequels or something. Right. And it turns out that the director actually intentionally set it up that way for a sequel, but they didn't fund him on it or make another one with using that as a thing. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Funny story on that, guys. I was going to make a fucking fake documentary about this. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You should have. I know, but I didn't have time. That's just a lot of work. It would have been fun, but it would have been... I would have spent 10 hours looking for video just to fit an hour or like a minute and two fucking fake commercial documentary. But like, I made a post about it, about us watching it. I said, one of these really pissed me off. And then... uh my buddy said, which one's the possessed one? The possessed lamp one. I was like, that's part four. And he's like, that, that movie is certainly something. Haven't seen part five. This is my buddy, Nick, by the way. He's like, I haven't seen part five. Does the cat at the end of part four return of five? And I was like, I explained to him, you know, that it didn't. And he's like, hmm, that's a shame. Maybe the cat from four wanted too much money to go back to the role. (laughs) And I was like, well, odds are he probably let the fame get to his head after the fourth one was done. Pepper was the name of the cat. And I was like, Pepper thought it was a shoe-in and told everyone they were going to be a star. And then when five rolled out, Pepper turned to heroin and was never seen again. I think it would have been an awesome documentary. I know, right? I was thinking about it. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what if it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I was going to be the owner of the cat. I was like, yeah, so I'm, I'm Pepper's owner. And then like talk about how things got really progressively worse as, as Pepper, you know, got it really excited <laughs> about being in another movie and was going to be a movie star. It's going to be the next big Garfield and all this other shit. <laughs> I never did it. Damn it. One day we'll do it. Don't steal my ideas or I'll fucking call you out, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about that uh, is the one that succeeds this one, but not in quality. (laughs) And that is The Amityville Curse, a.k.a. Part 5. Unaware of its dark past, a couple decides to buy the Amityville house to make a profit. However, as soon as they start to renovate the house, supernatural occurrences begin to happen. Just for the record, I did not write the synopsis. This is the actual one for the movie. Yeah. Which makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, I'm bored already, too. I don't, I don't write. <laughs> the tag, there is a tagline for this movie. Just when you thought it was safe to go back home again. <laughs> this is stupid. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, not sorry. Okay. This was directed by Tom Barry. He also did a movie called Twin Sisters. And he produced TV films such as Zombie at 17, Pretty Little Stalker, 
Decoys and Arctic Blast. Decoys. I have that movie. Oh, you do? I heard it's pretty so bad it's good, so oh, I'm kind of well, curious to check that out. That makes sense. Okay, we have four four writers for this movie. Four. four. Okay, well, that's well, probably part of the problem right there. Yeah. But they probably are also crediting people who, for, you know, it, original, what it's based off of right. or something, you know. Um, Hans Holzer says he did the book. Yeah. He's an Australian-born ghost hunter. He also wrote Amityville 2 right. and Night of Dark Shadows. Uh, Michael Kruger has done Night Vision from 1987 and Mind Killer. Oh, and Lone Ro- Wolf. Lone Wolf. Doug Olson, also Mind Killer and Lone Wolf. Novell. Mind Killer. I, I got that. I think they just put that out on Blu-ray. Oh. I have it on VHS. And finally, we have Norville Rose, who did a movie called Tanner Point and Mind Killer. Oh, so obviously, yeah. these three people work together all the time. Yeah. Okay, there's lots of cast in this movie, so I'm just going to try to sum it up, like, quick. Okay, we have Kim Coates, who plays Frank. Uh, he was in The Last Boy Scout, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, Resident Evil Afterlife, Battlefield Earth, Earth, and most currently, he was in the Van Helsing TV show. Nice. Donna- Wasn't he in, uh, didn't we talk about that he was in the Fantasy Island movie, too? Oh, shit, he was. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I was, think, like, waiting for that I one. Did, I didn't want to say it, because this is, fuck, fuck that movie. Well, There's better movies. He's been in some bad ones. He's been in some good ones, too. Anyway, Donna Whiteman, who plays Debbie, hasn't done much, and this was her first movie. She has had some random roles on, like, men seeking women, like, just TV shows. Um, Helen Hughes, who plays Miss Moriarty. She was in Tommy Boy and Billy Madison. Hmm. David Stein, who plays Marvin, was in Hang Fire and The Moderns. And Cassandra Gava, who plays Abigail. She was in Conan the Barbarian hmm. and Last Man Standing with uh, Bruce Willis. They called her happy in this movie, but they didn't in the, the credits. So it's weird. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was, I don't know, it's weird. Did you find out a budget on this one? I did not. Did you? No. Okay, no. I just There's thought... There's barely any information about this movie because most people are pretty upset with it. Oh, uh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of it? I thought this was a shit show. This was an absolute shit show. I thought the the other movie was, was kind of bad, but oh my God, this was just like worse. It really was. This had nothing to do with Aminaville at all except it was in the town yeah it wasn't the house it wasn't anything it nope. wasn't the entity uh, it was confusing as fuck i had no idea what was going on i had no idea how these characters knew each other i had no idea if they were working together or if they were just friends well obviously they were friends but i didn't get that feeling that they were friends and it just had like typical pr- uh, like a typical type of premise where it was like stuff was going on and nobody believed everyone thought each other was crazy type of deal and there was these elements that were in it that were like what like why yeah, is this like, in why? here yeah exactly what is going on and it was like they were trying to make a clever story but it just never happened it didn't like get pushed to that like oh this is a smart movie now the acting didn't help either yeah it just made the story, the acting and the storyline was just no. And this was the longest, stupidest ending. Oh, my God. It Dude, was this, pretty bad. This is like a 20 minute 
like ending to a movie and i was just so mad like i don't even want to give it a two you know what it reminded me of a little bit is uh one of the silent night deadly night movies mm-hmm. the one with bill mosley who plays the guy with his bubble hat uh-huh. <laughs> like frankenstein which uh-huh. bill mosley did the role well it was just the story that was terrible uh-huh. <laughs> uh so you gave it a what two two out of ten wow yep. okay that's i didn't want to give it a one because, I mean, there was funny moments, but... No, I mean, uh, that's fine. That's fine. I, but it it was worse than the first movie? I don't know. I didn't like it. What did you think? Did you like it better than me? Well, I mean, have you guys ever wanted to punch a movie? <laughs> well, this is one of those kind of movies for me. I literally clinched my body and fists and moments of this movie. About half of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I seriously was just getting frustrated. It was frustrating. And I don't mean to say this has any good parts to it, because it doesn't. <laughs> when I say half the movie, it was because half the movie I spent struggling to fight the clinching, and then the half <laughs> it was punching the TV. <laughs> you better not punch that TV. Well, of course not. But I'm just saying, that's how it was getting me really riled up. It's it's a jumbled fucking mess of a movie with characters that really don't make sense or ones that you'd even really care about. It's it's like the movie seems to think that it's like super clever by taking a franchise out of the house into a brand new house and then doing something so different with it that even a lamp makes it seem like it's a good idea. Exactly. You know, like to be, I don't know, unique, I guess. Which, why would you take a demonic franchise and try to make anything other than that? Right. It's it's like, this isn't even really about like some demonic thing, guys. Which is even more depressing, and I don't want to spoil it for you in case you want to watch it. But isn't that what people have always signed up for when they watch the Amityville? It's, a haunted, it's supposed to be a haunted house. Right. It's supposed to be about this creepy house. fucking house. Also, it's incredibly obvious what will happen. Like, I called it from the very beginning of the movie because one of the characters is so fucking obvious about it. I literally called this movie within 10, maybe 20 minutes of the movie. There's like some paranormal shit in it, but like not nearly enough. And once you find out what this movie is about, it won't even matter anyway because it's not paranormal at all. Well, sort of it is. It's like the, the backdrop. For this story that they had that they wanted to cram into the Amityville franchise somehow. Mm-hmm. Like like as if they had a script and decided to loosely make it about the Amityville just because they got a cheap deal on the name. That's what right. it felt like to me. Totally. I'm honestly upset for watching this. Like, But even still, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> which is sad. You know, like that's sad. That's just, I don't even know. Like, not even so bad it's good kind of bad either. Like, it's very light gore, very little congruent acting with one another. Like, they didn't even relate to me. They didn't even seem like they belonged together as friends. They weren't believable in that. They didn't really explain what their fucking business was. There's one psychic and, like, all these different weird characters that make no fucking sense whatsoever. And they keep whipping, whipping around the story so much. And it doesn't make any sense. Right. 
I think some of the shots were pretty good, at least in the beginning. Like there's this one scene with the cross falling off the wall and shattering on the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some really good shots. I was like, OK, this could be good because of the shots that they made in this movie. I was like, OK, it looks kind of well lit and it's like kind of dark and like creepy. Mm-hmm. Music was really good. I thought the music was either a throwback to one of the earlier movies or like oh, I remember you saying or that. something that's along the lines of, you know, trying to play within the, the note structure mm-hmm. of the original song. So I don't know if they license music from one of the original ones before, but I don't know. It was the best part about the movie, really, genuinely. Wow. Usually I'll watch just about every movie in a franchise when I go to watch these again, you know, Mm -hmm. but I honestly think I'll skip this one. Right. Like, no joke. I'd heard that it was kind of bad, like from Kyle. Uh huh. Kyle Laugh told me about that. And I barely remembered seeing this, and and, and this might be the reason. It's because it was so bad. It's not. It's so forgettable. It, yeah. Like it might be the reason why Vinegar Syndrome didn't include it in their box set, or maybe it's because they have some weird rights issues with whoever owns it. Maybe the producer, whoever put it out, doesn't want it to see the light of day because it's so bad. Right. I don't know, but it's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. And if you want to subject yourself to torture of the the viewing kind, all you have to do is go to Amazon Prime if you have a subscription and uh, watch it there. Right. Uh, but I'd say probably two out of ten. Fuck you. Oh, same as me. I'm glad two we middle agreed. fingers up. Yeah, it was bad. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. bad. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, that's I know, how bad it was but we're going to gonna talk about it because, you know, we got to give uh, it the yeah, just desserts. The like, gist you know, of it. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. What did you guys think? Are we being too harsh? Do you think that's too much or do you really think it's that bad? Because I kept thinking in the back of my head, like, oh, you say it's bad, but no, let me see what it's like. Cause everybody always says, right. You should have your own opinion. If it's not a hunt, it's, if it's not a 10 out of 10 these days, it's hot garbage pile of shit. Like everybody <laughs> always says that. That's why I was like, <laughs> when me and fucking uh, Josh Entner, I was like, please don't say that word. I hate that. When people. <laughs> what do you say? Hot, hot <laughs> he called garbage? it. He called it. He called something like garbage. And I was just like, I hate that hyperbolic statement when people say it. Not him. <laughs> him. It's OK. Right. But other people use it way too much. Right. And it just bothers me. And thanks, Josh, for listening. Yeah. <laughs> he knows I don't give a shit. <laughs> we disagree on a lot of stuff and still are cool. Uh-huh. That's so. good. Um, some stuff we really agree on. So, and I think it's like, uh, what was it? Color out of space that we like. We're both in love with it. You, you bros, you Lovecraft bros. Whatever. <laughs> no, it was good. I still haven't watched that again since I saw. It I know. I, well, we I haven't. I want to watch it again. I would like to. I wanted to give it a little bit of air because I right. watched it twice. Right. So I need a little break. We still need to get fucking. We have lots of things to watch. We need to get. We need to get that other movie um, underwater still too. So. Oh yeah, we're like talking about other things because we don't want to talk yeah, about this we're movie. Trying to avoid, <laughs> trying to avoid to talk about the curse. Oh god. Anyway, <laughs> let's get dragged back into the non-house of the Amityville okay. horror. Come on, let's do this. Let's be quick. Did you find any trivia? Uh, yes, uh, I found a little bit of trivia, but not much. And if you guys don't want all of this wonderful movie spoiled for you, <laughs> then here is your warning. First of all, this is a Canadian made straight to video in 1990, came out May. This is one of the movies that has had some release issues, and I'm not sure why, because it's such a great film. (laughs) No, but it did get like a region two DVD 
but that's it. And now it's on Amazon Prime, and I think it was in HD, right? I think so. Is that where we watched it? Yes. That was I when I saw it pop up, that's what gave me the inspiration to start doing these movies again. Because I was like, holy shit, it's up on Amazon Prime. We better do it now before they take it down. They need to take it down. <laughs> they need to take it down for society. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, for test experiments only on fucking on chimpanzees. <laughs> this is the movie that the apes watched in fucking 28 days later that drove them insane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, this film is loosely based around, you said already, Hans Holzer's book, The Amityville Curse. Mm-hmm. So he he did that one. It's loosely based. Loosely. That's yeah. a good point to make. Because I would actually, it might be, I might should, maybe I should read the series. No, you might hate it even more. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you were into it, go like, for see, it. See, I'm thinking I might like it more because I like the kind of haunted. You like the Damien ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, some of the scenes that we're going to talk about in here, there is a priest who's conducting a confessional while someone lights a cigarette and shoots him through the other side of the confessional after telling him something scary. Like you can hear him whispering something. Right. And all you see is the the killer's feet walking away. His boots. His boots. And uh, he they trapped him inside with the like weird priest thing. It's one of those flag, isn't it? Yeah, one of those it's, flags. It's like a bishop's candle. cane or whatever, where they hold it up. It's got the cross on it. Right. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. His, it's maybe his. Uh, it's his weapon. <laughs> it's his, you know, just in case the devil tries to enter the church. Yeah, that's his battle. So his is. battle fucking staff. <laughs> He's a battle mage. <laughs> Level ten. <laughs> Do they have different levels? They have different levels. For yeah, priests, there's, right? the, there's the, the cardinal and the the pedophile. Uh, there's <laughs> horrible. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Oh my god, you made me think about. Did you hear about all the nuns that COVID got into their coven and killed them? What? I think it was in Montana. Yeah, there no. was like there was like 15 nuns that died. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. Anyway, go back to this crappy movie. Okay, so they get rid of the confessional and store it in some house. Not the Amityville house. The house that these people move into to try to flip, okay? Just so happens that they happen to put it in this house for some reason behind a fake wall that they don't even really express. And along with the piano that the priest plays, too. Wasn't that the priest's house? I thought it was the priest's house. I don't know. Is they just moved all the shit in there because they didn't want to deal with them. Yeah, but why would they move a and confessional? They just abandoned the house. Why would they move the confessional into his house? Wouldn't they just burn it since he was killed I, in it? Isn't well, that kind no. of an insult? Well, how is it supposed to haunt the house if what, it's not in the house? If I, I mean, I that is the logical fall, the logical step they made. <laughs> but like, they're like, oh, he got killed in it. Well, we should just put it in his house. Like, he'll like that. Like, no. Yeah, and then just leave the house abandoned, but try to sell it. Well, it's too. got his blood on it. Would it be sacrilegious to burn it because it killed him in it? Or should we put his blood where his house was? Maybe you know, should like, have fucking buried him with it's it. This is Casey Kasem. With <laughs> oh, God, don't get me talking about Casey Kasem. Twelve years later, a couple finds a house in Amityville for cheap, and they find out this. Well, they're going to the actual Amityville house to go buy it. Right. Isn't that what I've got the gist of? That's what I was assuming as well. Right. Because he's like, she's like, pull over to the right. And he's like, what is it now? 
and and you find out that she's he's like oh you having a premonition like and he's being kind of sarcastic about it but apparently this woman is like actually psychic to a degree medium yeah yeah she's like a medium but she has premonitions and so he buys that house because he thinks it's a good sign but it's too bad that she didn't see this movie coming because she probably should have left that house and never been acting (laughs) in this movie Huh? <laughs> also does that guy remind you of george costanza totally it's like his brother or something i has swear to, to god dude he looks in acts just the way he talks yeah he acts like him too i wonder if he was like an inspiration yeah i don't know part. anyway i think he's just probably from the same area mm-hmm. you know from new york yeah but they and a few friends all of a sudden show up. Or I don't know if they're business associates. I was so confused at this point. And right. we, we gathered that they're fixing up the place to sell it. And he and his wife finagled them into this deal where they're going to flip the house and then get a percentage of it after they sell it mm-hmm. because they can make a lot of a lot of money. But the power's off. They can't figure out why the power's off. They got candles everywhere. One of the girl, well, his wife or girlfriend, I guess, sprains her ankle in a hole in the kitchen floor. And later she says she's got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And while she, they're all eating around the fire for dinner and like talking of memories past, she wanders off to the basement for the cat, I guess. Yeah. She saw a cat in the hall. Yeah. At first I was like, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'd choose to take a shit in the basement of a house that doesn't have power in a house I've never been in before. You know what I mean? But nothing happens. She goes down there and that's it. Mm -hmm. And she keeps feeling drawn to this basement. She even dreams about it. She had this dream where she envisions a confessional in the basement with like demon hands scratching kind of silly at the inside to get out, which at first I was like, okay, this is so schlocky. Like maybe they're going to go that route of like demon chasing them around the house. I was like, that'd be kind of cool, but they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. It was just a dream. And some weird, that same dude grabs her by the neck and she wakes up. (laughs) Then there's this weird scene where Frank gets attacked by a dog He's been acting kind of weird anyway throughout the movie, and this is why I called it. I was like, I bet you he's the guy that killed the priest. Mm-hmm. You did. <laughs> and because uh, I was like, I can't see where this story's going other than that. And then uh, this dog and this kid keep appearing in front of that girl. Well, the dog comes in, bites his arm. They lock it out. It breaks through the fucking doggy screen door. door. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a doggy door. It goes door. like flying through the screen door. Right. Well, it's probably trained to do that. But it bites his arm. And then they, they, they lock it out and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. They find a room in the basement this time where she was dreaming about the one with all the piano and the confessional and all these, uh, the stuff that the priest had. And, un- and, appara- and, and uh, unlike the first movie and unlike the first movie where that thick wall was like the doorway to hell, mm-hmm. this is just the doorway to all of the priest storage all stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently the priest is actually trying to tell the, 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 the premonition woman that the guy's a bad guy. So he's yeah. not even really trying to kill her or it's any of this evil at all. It's just this Frank guy who's a fucking bad guy who's trying to fucking kill everybody because he killed his own father who was a priest. Right. The but- priest was, he was, Frank was the son of a priest who raped a woman. Because that's what priests do. And had he, he, they, she had the kid, and then he grew up to fucking kill daddy. Right. And he's got all these fucking issues. So, and then 
I don't understand. Like, how was he not freaking out when he was in the house? Like, how did he not know that was a priest's house? That's that's what's in the back of my head. Probably, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe it wasn't the priest's house though. You know what no, I mean? Like, yeah. it, but it's all just happenstance, circumstantial, coincidental that they're in this house and Frank happens to be one of the random people that goes up to show up to fucking help. Like what? Right. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, there's a scene where like his girlfriend, Frank's girlfriend, comes back and he's all drowning himself or trying to get rid of the voices, and he's like, "Oh, the voices are back." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm so scared. I don't know what to do." <laughs> there's a psychic, weird old woman that keeps entering the house and gets pushed. Mrs. Moriarty, you're a feeler. That's yeah. what she said. I was like, Jesus, I don't want some old lady call me a feeler. You know what she reminded me of is that woman that was in that movie, the um, Kathy's Curse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Kind of reminded me of that. She was probably my favorite character. Was that? She's that the lady. the only character in right. the movie, really, right. um, other than George Costanza's. <laughs> part two i'm a psychologist version 2.5 um but the uh she has premonitions the the other woman the the lady who's helping fix this house up she keeps dreaming of 111 and what that means and you find out later that it's the birthday of byron a man who hung himself so like okay okay why who and who, who yeah it's no sense no sense was frank possessed by fucking byron is that why he killed him or something they didn't explain it at all then happy takes a bath it fills with blood and she looks at her wound and there's like mealworms <laughs> in it i was like okay <laughs> that's it and that's okay. it that's it like there's nothing you just don't even like, understand she just bandages it back up doesn't she yeah she just it's and then it's back to normal yep then the psychic Debbie girl dreams of the night Frank killed the priest, the priest who had sex with Frank's mom and gave birth to Frank, of course, that guy. Meanwhile, Frank, back in the future, he's lit the basement with candles everywhere, leading to the confessional booth, and Costanza version 2.5 opens up the door and gets locked in, <laughs> and then Frank shoots him. <laughs> that's it. Through the confessional, yeah. again. Again. Because that's his his MO, Another I guess. Another long scene, and yeah, not really explaining his modus operandi <laughs> uh debbie finds him dead and frank stares at her and points the gun he's like together forever in eternity <laughs> and she slams her fingers on the keys by accident trying to back up mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's like panics from the sound like no that sense. makes no sense no sense like then she throws the paint on his face which like melts half of his face off which yeah, is terrible thinner. Yeah, the paint that it was paint thinner. Was it paint thinner? Yeah, something like that. I think it was a stronger form of like some sort of acid that like takes the paint off. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it, uh, there was this one okay scene where he chases her and she slams the door on his hand and he pulls his hand through and the skin folds <laughs> up. That's right. I thought that was it's pretty tame, but it was kind of gross in yeah, the same but sense. For what we've been watching up until this point, <laughs> the best thing in the whole movie. Yes. He like chases her around the house with this like very obviously bad practical face, uh, practical effects face makeup, and like chucks a saw. She chucks a saw blade at his knee, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which he screams like and pops it out. I, I was half expecting to hear, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, and then just blood pouring out like a wine bottle. <laughs> seriously great acting by frank here in this this part by the way Mm -hmm. some of the best i've ever seen (laughs) um she 
Okay, so there is this one thing that I got to give credit for this, okay? And I know that the guys over at Bud's Kill Podcast always talk about this when, uh, whenever there's a nail gun scene. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's like no one ever uses the safety. She uses the safety and pulls it back so she can fire nails at him. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that. Most nail guns in know. movies, they shoot, they just aim and shoot. Uh-huh. There's a fucking safety on the front that you have to actually push down in order for them to fire out. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. I don't use a fucking nail gun. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, she actually pushes it down, though, while shooting them. First time I've seen that at a oh. movie, honestly. Le- legit. Oh, well, maybe this should bump it up to a three. No, well, maybe kidding. they would have put more thought into the movie instead of just that scene, you know? Like. <laughs> but he, like, gets nailed in the, what, twice, you said, right? Yeah. He gets hit twice, and she's like, oh, he's dead. Two nails, Alex. <laughs> dead. Two nails. But he's not dead, of course. Of course. Happy shows up and thinks Deb killed her husband, Frank, and he chokes her out. And it's saying, till death do us part. <laughs> like, what? Because, uh, well, they just got married. I don't care. That's a stupid, stupid. Stupid writing. Stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Whoever hears this, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just for entertainment value. I mean, like, we really didn't like the movie, but. Oh, God. This was, was a, this was was a, This makes me not want to watch a movie for the podcast again. <laughs> And see, this is why, you know, when I've given movies a four that I wasn't really too fond of, it was kind of a slog of a watch. This is a real it's heavy bad. one. Um, question is, so is this it for the franchise? Is no, of done? course oh, not, no, Christina. God, no. well, we don't know where, you don't know where it's can going. Can we watch uh, the Amityville Island? Maybe we, that's why I'll leave. If we're going to watch that, we have to go in order. Well, I know we have to go in order. I don't know what's next. Well, there's other movies. There's three more that we have to do. Although we do have some movies that got sent to me to review, so I might have to do those first before okay. we, we go back to the Amityville franchise. Okay. I was just speaking in general. I wasn't speaking about... Like, I got some stuff from MVD and Vinegar Syndrome, so... Okay. And Arrow. Uh-huh. So we got, like, a bunch of movies. Yeah, uh, I don't want to sit on them too long and get them out a little bit, so I just got to pair them right, you know what right. I mean? Right. So, but yeah, what did you guys think of this movie? I mean, you obviously, if you're listening this far, you probably seen this movie and you probably hate me for even suggesting it to watch it. I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't. I, if I seen it, I don't know if I have or not. I've, I, I just can't remember, but mm-hmm. it's terrible. And, uh, Very yeah, bad. I'm sorry if you watched it, but just remember you've lived this hell with me. And that means something. You've <laughs> lived it with Christina, your family now. Oh, okay. <laughs> And when you hear your family, and you let's, let's not do this again, okay? <laughs> well, we're bound to have it happen because we're on a quest, a quest for fun. We'll be, <laughs> we'll, a, you're going to be so happy, you're going to be singing zippity doodah out of your <laughs> asshole. I'm on a quest to find a good Amityville movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there's plenty. That I, I know, so there has to be a good yeah. one in here somewhere. Well, we got It's About Time, we got... 1992, the Dollhouse one, the... Ooh, Dollhouse. Yeah, that was the last one I watched, I think, and I haven't seen any of them since, so... Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of what the one will be after that, because then we can do two and then two. Right. Because I don't want to do three in a fucking episode. That's a, that's a no, long episode. No, I don't episode. like to... Yeah, I don't like doing three in an episode either. 
It's too much. Yes, especially when Although, you're working overtime. I really did want to like wash my mouth out or mind out after watching that last one with a a, a better one. Mm-hmm. Because leaving it on that note was really bad. It was. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I really want to know what you guys think. If you've seen it, if you're brave enough to watch it, like, are you going to watch it? Are you going to waste your time with it? Will you suffer with me? Will you suffer for me? <laughs> <laughs> Prove yourselves. <laughs> Fight to the death of your mind. <laughs> anyway, yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We're going to be watching some new movies next week. I don't know what they are just yet, but we'll, of course, let you know early next week, you know, whenever we do figure it out. I like to watch movies now on Tuesday, so that I have all this extra time to put up, like, YouTube videos and do other things. So um, we'll let you know probably by Tuesday uh, what we're going to watch next. So keep an eye out on our social media, like Reddit. If you like Reddit, we're on Reddit. It's Beyond the Void Horror, so you can find us there. There's links to everything I talk about on the website and anywhere you find our stuff. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for stopping by this week, and as always, Long live the void. So...